Hi, and welcome to episode 286 of No Crying in Baseball, the We All Need a Time Out episode. My name's Patty, and I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey there. I feel like I'm at the end of my timeout because we're coming to the end of spring break, which is... It's very sad. I feel I feel like I just need to forget about it and talk a lot about baseball because I don't like the idea of having to work again. I'm very good at not working. And you're speaking to people who don't get spring right. breaks right. off. <laughs> so, know. you know, our, our sympathy yeah. is small, but we get it because we'd also all like to have that right. little break in our work life. But I'm so much more fun to be around when I'm on break, well, right? No kidding. <laughs> No kidding. We go to baseball games. We went to a baseball game. We went to another home opener. I love that you can have more than one opening day in a season. We were at the O's home opener at Camden Yards this week. And I felt better dressed. It was still pretty chilly, but I did err on the side of wearing more clothing, and that ended up being a good thing. And I couldn't drink beer because it was Passover. So, Oh, yeah, a brief um, holiday um, interjection here. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what it says about me as a recovering Catholic, but apparently I'm two for two on recording podcasts at Potty Mouth's house on on Christian holidays. holidays. Yes, we were here on Christmas Day, and and now here we are on Easter. So um, happy Easter to those who observe. Right, right. But just like I did on Christmas when I usurped it with Hanukkah, I can do that again because we're still in Passover and I'm still not drinking beer. That's fine. We are drinking something else. This is a very it's something else, I'm sure. <laughs> this is a very unique beverage. I should t- take one of the little bottles out of here because I forget. Here, what... no, here, you do this. Do this. They're, oh, they're oh, packaged the so nicely. Right, Rancho La Gloria, ready to drink peach margarita wine cocktail. So um, that's what we're drinking. And we decided that Rancho um, is, was it. Rancho La Gloria oh, yeah. sounds very religious to me. Yeah. So I feel like it's the right Easter drink for us. Also, it's a very springy color, a mm-hmm. sort of golden yellow. And I, I, I was told that I'm allowed to drink beer today, mm-hmm. um, but I am going with, you know, I, so far. I, 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 want, I want to support Potty Mouth. All right. And we so, do have plenty of other alcohol in the house, just, I, just in case. Yeah, it's not really a, a hardship. Yeah. And you did, you had a beer, well, you had a beer for Mr. Potty Mouth when we were at Checker Spot, our very favorite Camden Yards adjacent brewery before mm-hmm. the game. I did. And luckily they had seltzer, so we could have that. But apparently, we missed out the of, on the fun at uh, Pickles. Pickles Pub? Pub Pickles? Pickles Pub. Pickles Pub. Yeah, it's the hangout right across from Canyon Yards that is always packed to the gills, so I try to stay away. But this time, uh, our governor... Wes Moore was there bartending, and I find that he looked really good, too. Like, he was all in his O's gear, and he chugged the beer. He threw and- out the um, the ceremonial first pitch, which wasn't as um, spot on as the Ukrainian ambassadors was the week before at Nets Park. But I don't know. I don't want to assume that he was pre-gaming like we were. But um, Did you see the video of him chugging? He I, did, I mean, I don't know if that was pre He's our post, people. But- I mean, he, he <laughs> yeah. is a governor of the people, specifically we as people. Right. Yeah, we have some things in common. But what I did tweet back at him is where he should be is at Checker Spot because that's a local business. You should be supporting Maryland Brewed Beer. They had what what was the, the bird is the word? Like they had all mm-hmm. this Maryland theme themed beer and that's where he should be bartending in the future and hanging out with you know folks our age and we were very happy to see that um checker spot was like full to the gills man people they were doing great and so we feel very good about that because we we can say we we were there before they were like that before they were cool right and it was all and and the o's fans turned out so we know at this point that the o's did not win the series unfortunately but we were there for the game where they beat the yankees and i I think it was what fuck the yankees was a a chant that broke out several times and i did not start it folks i did not start it but i did appreciate it you did record it which i'm pretty sure you're going to save that as 
a ringtone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I really feel like that's going to be your ringtone. All right, the, the last little um, mem- memory from opening day that I want, just want to put out there is uh, that I'm sorry that we missed our friend Ever. We were trying to connect, and I think Ever was uh, not there to get there early enough to go to checker spot, but was at the game. And then by the time we got to the game, we were in line way too long for our food, and then we sat down, and it was cold, and we just didn't move. And, and then we were excited about the, the Orioles. Well, I think, I think we listened to our own episode yeah. where we said that, you know, with the with the pitch clock and the faster mm-hmm. pace of play, getting up and wandering around right. between innings, I mean, it's right. you're going to miss a lot. Yeah. You are going to miss a lot. So, so ever so. Check, check in with us next time because we really would love to see you and hang out and have a beer somewhere. For sure. Hey, um, a brief congratulations to Tampa Bay, who, um, as of this afternoon, has won its first nine games, which ties the record for the best start with the 2003 Royals, who also wow. won 9-0. Their first nine games are also the first team to win their first nine by four or more runs since 1884, when a team that doesn't exist anymore like won by four or more for their first 13 wow. games. Although the Royals did not make it to the World Series that year. So yay for an early start, and we will see what happens to Tampa. Although right now I'm really kicking myself for not picking their pitching, honestly. Well, sure. Yeah. Well, sure. Hey, um, is there, was there a wedding? Yeah, so, so I just saw on Twitter, I think it was today, congratulations to Justine Siegel, founder of Baseball for All, an all-around dynamic woman baseball player coach. Um, just got married in Vegas. Oh, that's awesome. To John Freeman. And one of these, it was like in the, the background, it said something like something drive by or drive through wedding place. And they just went and got married and are happy. And congratulations for doing that and not having any fuss around it. Well, good for them. And I feel good about having worn my nationalized baseball mm-hmm. t shirt for the O's home opener because that was a fundraiser for baseball for all so I feel like it was sort of a wedding gift right and and power to her new husband he has baseball for all on his twitter like as his link on his on his twitter so that is the right thing to do if you're marrying Justine Siegel I'll remember that in case I ever do very right (laughs) might take a while on today's show we have boyfriends and plus ones we have a police blotter which may or may not involve those timeouts We have reports on college ball and also the minor league union. We have the return of the fun cup and climate change is rearing its ugly home run head. Cheers. Cheers. I'm going to kick it off with our baseball boyfriends. These are the guys that we picked way back when in the off season. We each picked one guy per team and talked a lot about them. So if you missed that, go back to our past episodes especially the one where I picked Corbin Carroll for my D-backs boyfriend for this year. He is the rookie of the year pick for both of us for the National League. Don't disappoint us, Corbin. No pressure. (laughs) Not not at all. We're expecting great things from him. And the first great thing that, you know, of course, we, we get all the feels with the parents because these guys, even though we call them boyfriends, they're really like our children. We sort of look at them that way because they are the age, especially Corbin Carroll, very close to the age of our own children. And so there was a viral tweet by the D-backs, and actually MLB as well, of his parents dropping him off for his home opener. And they asked his permission, and he said okay, but he actually said in a local newspaper, and it wasn't covered by MLB, he said, I guess I'll burst that bubble a little bit. They just got in from the airport, 
So I went and picked them up and they needed the car. So they like he's picking them at the airport. They need the car. So they have to drop them off at the stadium before they go wherever, like back to the hotel to unpack or whatever. And it becomes a big social media like explosion. But please note, they're sharing a car. Yeah. So as much as he wants to push that away, <laughs> right. he's still driving his parents' car. He is. He is. And and the next like adorable tweet that he had was after the game that he gave his jersey to his mom. That is which very is sweet. the right thing it to do. It is the right thing to do. He is also doing pretty well at the plate. So he is living up to our Rookie of the Year expectations. He has two home runs so far, and we are, what, a week and a couple days into the season, including going back-to-back with Evan Langaria off of Clayton Kershaw. And they were wearing their um, City Connect alternative, which I really like for the Deepaks, this is Serpientes, right? So it's the, the, the snake theme. So they're wearing those cool unis on Friday. So noting that the rookie, you know, Corbin Carroll, is going back-to-back with the elder statesman, Evan Longoria. And looking into that, Corbin was seven years old during Evan's debut year. And here he is debuting and going back to back <laughs> with this guy. Uh, by the way, Longoria had already faced Kershaw 35 times and had not hit a homer of him yet. So it was the first home run off of Kershaw for both of them. Cheers. Cheers to that. And I, I want to point out that he, we know that Corbin Carroll is the grown-up because when he got dropped off for his first day of school by his parents, yeah. he was not wearing a little note pinned to his shirt that says, I ride bus four. <laughs> right. Okay, so we're good. Yeah. We're good. Hey, so um, another reason we call them baseball boyfriends instead of baseball players who could be our sons and we'd be happy to adopt them <laughs> is alliteration. Yes, So there's absolutely. that. So um, my, my baseball boyfriend for the Guardians this year is outfielder Miles Straw, which I'm really excited about having picked him because he's the only category – and on my fantasy team that's doing well, which is the stolen oh. base category. A whole bunch of fantasy sites this week were trying to remind players to look for fast players who steal bases because mm. that's going to be a much more important part of the game this year, as we've talked about before, right. because of the bigger bases and the whole throwover limitations and all of that. Um, so Miles Straw's name is coming up a lot. He currently leads Major League Baseball with six stolen bases and wow. uh, Tim Anderson and Corbin Carroll and Jorge Mateo and Gleyber Torres each have five. So he's not leading by a lot, but he is, in fact, leading and he is the only category in which I am also leading in <laughs> fantasy. Um, Major League Baseball is on pace for 3,000 stolen bases this year, which would be the most since 2012. Miles himself is on an eight-game hitting streak. He's hitting 357 with an on-base percentage of 514, which keeps him in the top 10 there. So I'm feeling really good about that. I initially had him on the bench because hmm. I was – I had that him or Michael Harris as my outfield. I had to pick Michael Harris, right? Rookie of the year and all of that. And then Except. he got hurt. And, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop yep. I'm gonna drop Miles Straw in there. And so that's working out for me. So another one of my baseball boyfriends is my Brewers boyfriend, Bryce Terang. And you may remember him as the one who has the four sisters who are all very good like college athletes. And he, you know, he basically was competitive with wow. them, and that's how he got to be, you know, good at baseball. His the Brewers home opener, which was this week, his first major league home run was a grand slam. And Holy it was shit. so it was at the home opener wow. in front of his parents and his grandparents. Apparently his four athletic sisters were all watching from home, <laughs> but they did check in. In that same game, he also scored an additional run and stole a base. 
nice. interviews with his parents, of course, were very mushy and wonderful. And his mom said all the right things about, well, he's worked so hard for this. And then she said, he's an amazing player and an even better person. Oh, Aww. my God. The parents are killing me. Mom. Love it. Fun fact, Adley Rutschman went 4-4 four for four today against the Yankees. I wish he had some help. I wish he had some help. O'Neill Cruz apparently fractured an ankle. And yeah. the game today with a with a questionable slide into Selby, and of course that started a brawl, and everybody was brawling around him while he was writhing in pain on the field. So I don't feel good about that. But our yeah. you know thoughts and prayers, O'Neill. We really hope you're not out for long. But a fractured ankle sounds bad. Right, absolutely. And and that was the White Sox there, and the, and the Pirates had just swept the Red Sox at Fenway with a lot of work by O'Neill Cruz. So I'm feeling bad about that too. All right, back to the Brewers, actually. My Brewers pick, and we picked Brewers in episode 277 if you want to go back and hear details on these guys. I picked Garrett Mitchell, and he's another rookie. He, he did a little bit of time last September, and, and one of the reasons why I picked him is sometimes I pick guys because of their taste in their partners. And his wife, Haley Cruz Mitchell, is just hot shit. She's a, a pro, she was a pro softball player, and a social media expert influencer with a bazillion followers and just has a really great sense of humor. So you don't want to screw around with that. But but Garrett, you know, in the heat of the game, he had a walk-off home run. So his first walk-off home run, clearly, to complete a sweep of the Mets. So talk about an intense series to start the season. And then he's in the in-stadium interview afterwards, you know, the walk-off, the splash, and the microphone on him. And he's on the speakers across the stadium. And he says... A very rookie mistake here, actually. When my when my wife doesn't show up to the games, usually something good happens. Oof, not the thing to say. Like, luckily, you know, she took it in stride, and her reply tweet was, you won't say it to my face, though. <laughs> but also, at the same time, even though she wasn't there in person, she was clearly following along at home and texting with her mom and dad. So another like absolute points for her texting with her mom and dad through the game. And right before when he like came up to bat, she texted her mom and dad group text saying walk off. And dad, of course, responds, you can't say that. My <laughs> response would be knock on something wood right now. Right, I would freak out. And then, you know, she was proven right. And mom said, save the text. And so then Haley's like gotcha afterwards was you don't need to be there to have an impact <laughs> because she, in fact, um, predicted it. Uh, also, the the scoreboard on the next game. So that was the, the smart thing on the on the part of the Brewers not to focus on him dissing his wife. But his little picture, the scoreboard next game said his wife called his walk off home run from home on Wednesday. Meanwhile. Right afterwards, I think it was like yesterday or the day before, she announced her retirement from pro softball. So she had been playing for two years with the USSA Pride. There's so many S's, I know. you got to count them quietly in your head when you say it. Yeah, that's it. And April 7th, so you can do whatever math from what day it is when you're listening, is when she announced that she's not playing this season. However, she is going to be staying involved and promoting women's fast pitch softball. And they actually even called her in another tweet, maybe the ambassador. But Uh she's not going to be actually playing. So I don't know if this happens, you know, has to do with being 
now supporting Garrett and all the fun stuff that she gets to do around that. But she's definitely staying involved in softball. Will that keep her away from games and therefore keep Garrett doing good things? I would... I don't know. I guess <laughs> I guess I guess we will find out. We'll we'll see where it goes with that. So Garrett is doing good things. So he actually has three home runs so far um in this year, in this short year, in two games. And his first home run was off of Scherzer. So not too shabby with these rookies. That's pretty good. Talking about girlfriends, though, Mallory Swanson. That's a wife. Yeah. That's yeah, a spouse right exactly. there. Exactly. That is a spouse. That's the name change. She used to be Mallory Pugh. And actually, she is going by Mallory Swanson now. So this is a, a very renowned soccer player on the U.S. women's team. And she is actually, right now, they're like was their their lead score she had a huge knee injury yesterday saturday april 8th in a u.s friendly game against ireland had an unfortunate collision and torn tore her patella tendon her husband dansby swanson currently of the cubs was actually watching this of course he was for oh, his geez. game with his teammates and his teammates said that the tone just went totally somber and actually Ian Happ was the guy who was interviewed in the article that I read the most just kind of saying like everybody was feeling super bad somehow they were able to cha- channel that energy and and beat the Rangers like 10 to 4 with including a couple of really kick-ass plays by Dansby, Dansby especially the runs that he scored um, getting to the plate from first like just totally giving all out so I guess he was kind of getting out probably like that stress sure. that nervous energy before her injury she had scored seven goals and had a six-game uh, streak going on for her goals, and she wow. was tied for fourth in team history. The biggest fallout for this is the World Cup ah. in July. Yeah, and so a torn tendon now in April, being ready for July is kind of rough. So I just I, I hope the best for Mallory. She's still young. I think she has a lot of soccer ahead of her, but that just sucks. It just sucks seeing anybody injured. Um, speaking of uh, boyfriends or soccer boyfriends, Jordan Huitama, also women's soccer player of the the OL Reign that we saw, her boyfriend Julia Rodriguez, who happens to be my Mariners uh, boyfriend this year, just hit his 30th career home run, which is his second of this season, and so that makes him the fastest Mariner to get to 30 home runs. It was his 140th game because we know he was a rookie last year because he got that rookie of the year thing. He also stole, so he's also a fast guy. He also stole his 28th base. Why aren't I getting more points for this? Um, Because it wasn't 28 this season so far. Oh, that's right. Well, so just keep stealing there, Julio. Come on, move it, move it. The only other guys with 30 or more home runs with 20 or more stolen bases through those 140 games are... Fernando Tatis Jr., who did it recently, and Daryl Strawberry, not one of my favorite players. Yeah, that was on Sarah Lang's um, Twitter feed. And my last little boyfriend uh, statement is just because I was listening to the Spanish feed of the game when when the Red Sox were playing the Tigers, and my boyfriend Riley, Riley Green, the Spanish announcer was calling him really greeny, <laughs> and I just thought oh. it was just adorable because really greeny. That is, is pretty how adorable. Pronounce and that. and I can't drink to that, which is also a crime. So mm. while I'm doing the police blotter, I can take. Can out you take care of the crime of me being out of margaritas? Yeah, they got to get out of this woohoo thing. 
They're stuck in the woohoo. They're stuck in the woohoo. So just to explain that, we have an extra large koozie that was actually bought by accident by Mr. Pottymouth when we were at the Wilmington Blue Rocks. Is that the right that name? Is because I'm looking at the Mr. Celery, which is the guy who comes out and says woohoo when they get home runs. So we got an extra large one, but it just perfectly fit these two little mini margarita He's, cocktails. He, Mr. Pottymouth always makes oh. sure we're prepared for everything. I have ice. Talk about prepared. I like that. Hey, so police blotter. Um, a long time ago, Tony Two Bags, Anthony Rendon, played for the Nationals, and I loved him. He was at one point my 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 once and future forever boyfriend. And then he did some things. And the one of the things that he did was go to the Angels. And as soon as he did, everything went downhill. I'm just saying everything went downhill. That's not I'm sure it wasn't because he's farther away from me or any of that, but he was just suspended for five games this week, which got reduced to four after the union talked to the league. They reduced it really? by, from five to four, not a lot, but a little. After he had an altercation with a fan last week in Oakland, you have probably seen this video, a fan who apparently had been yelling at him the whole game. Uh, Rendon like, was walking by and grabbed him by the shirt, said mm-hmm. some things which you can catch on video. It was, in fact, caught on video, and MLB had... Uh, an investigation, and I think the investigation was, oh, look at this video. Yeah, you're right. Let's suspend him. I can't imagine what else they would <laughs> right. they would do. It's his second suspension. Actually, you may remember that last year he was suspended for five game five days oh. last season because there there was a brawl between the Angels and the Mariners, and he was slugging people. He wasn't even playing. He was on the IL. His arm was in a cast, and apparently he was using that as a weapon. <laughs> I don't know what happened to my guy, Tony, but definitely things have changed, and I do not feel bad for dumping him for now two different yeah. once-and-forever boyfriends. Well, also, I think he's getting out his frustrations in his own performance drop. Like, he's just not be, he's yeah. just not playing the same as he used to, and I don't know if it has to do with those in- in- injuries, but, like, the way he's going at it is not helping his cause. No, it's sure not, and he's never been social. Like, he's never liked talking to yeah. the media. Um now apparently he's only aggressive. So Right, and I just wanna I just wanna be really clear that we do not condone the behavior of the fan. I think that was correct. super shitty. Yes. I mean that fan was yelling nasty stuff at him at a close distance. And if you're gonna pay that kind of money for your seats, like that's not what you should be paying your money for, that you can yell shit to him. But you know, coming back and grabbing him was not not a good idea. Yeah, we stand by our our um, our policy mm-hmm. that People who aren't playing well already know that. Yes. You don't yes. need to remind them. It doesn't help anybody. Right. Manny Machado really likes having firsts as far as the new rules are concerned. <laughs> you may remember that during spring training, he was the first player to earn a pitch clock violation as a batter, which means you're not in the box and ready by the time there's eight seconds left on the pitch clock, which did you notice they're calling the pitch timer all of a sudden? Oh. That that's, seems new to me, but a lot of games I've watched recently, they refer to it as the pitch timer instead of the clock, which is also accurate. I don't know why. It just seems more pressure. I don't like timer. I'd rather have clock. You, you, I don't want, I don't know. I know you're very concerned by watching the countdown. Yeah. I, I know that makes, makes you itchy. Like, itchy for sure. Well, on Tuesday, he also became the first player ejected for arguing a pitch clock <laughs> violation. I, I'm actually like pro Manny on this, to tell you the truth, though. <laughs> okay, let's remember Shockingly. the date. It's Shockingly. Sunday, April 9th. Okay, yeah. and and Patty Mouth is on Team Manny for this one particular <laughs> thing. I know it's very specific. Right. What happened was he tried to ask for a timeout 
under the new rules, a batter can ask for one timeout during their at-bat. He thought it had been granted. The ump said that the request came after the clock was down to eight seconds. You have to ask before you're required to be Mm -hmm. in the box and ready, which is the eight-second mark. If you have that violation, the eight-second violation, a strike is assigned to you as the batter. To, to, you know, that's your consequence for not abiding by the, the pitch clock rules. Manny swore that he did it at eight seconds. Apparently, that's like if the ball hits the line, is it fair or foul? If, yeah, if you so know, tie goes to the runner, do it does it really? Close. I don't know. So that needs to be work, worked out. But Major League Baseball says that arguing the timeouts, arguing pitch clock mm-hmm. violations falls in the same category as arguing balls and strikes, which is, in fact, an ejection. Major League Baseball also says that the way the timing worked, it that the umpire behaved appropriately, and it should be a strike because of the time at which the request was made. Ugh. Yeah, I don't... It was so close, though. I don't know. I feel for him on this one, actually. This is definitely I, a yeah. learning season. Yeah. They've already made some adjustments to how... Like, we talked about that last week. Like, oh, you know, if a... If a, if the batter gets brushed back and it takes mm-hmm. some some time to get back in the box, don't start the the clock. There was that thing where where Pete Alonso was taking his time walking back to first base, and they said, you know, he, he it's, I think he's lollygagging to give the batter more time. Right. So they're they're making judgments about this. Well, sorry, Tim Anderson, you weren't first, but you were second <laughs> on Wednesday. Tim Anderson was ejected for pretty much the same thing. He was denied a timeout assigned a third strike and so was out he called for a timeout thought it had been granted he stepped out of the box and the umpire's like i didn't say that was okay and pitcher threw a strike and he was out this is this is the one yeah. this is the thing the timeout thing is where we're going to have the most difficulty i think i there's a really good john boy breakdown of this one with a lot of motherfuckers coming out of tim's mouth <laughs> like when he got back into the into the dugout and i don't blame him at all at all yeah at all. i think i'm i'm also team tim on this one yep. this is where i just feel like was it logan webb who was the pitcher I, I, and yeah yeah so yep. logan webb said i don't think he was yelling at the umpire he was yelling at me he was he was uh, absolutely he yeah. was yeah all right back into the age of the innocent we're gonna go down yeah. to down to the college level wait There's, a minute you were in college right right I, can Which, we call your college years the age of the innocent well i was definitely drinking shit like this in college like that's, this is we are drinking like college drinks gloria right la what is right, it right peach margarita right. wine cocktails it was actually my college days were like bartles and james wine coolers like that was they still made those when you were in college because that's yeah. what i that's what i drank illegally in, in high school is either that or jenny cream ale yeah, yeah yeah i'm pretty sure it was crap like that but Anyway, in that spirit, we're just going to give a little bit of a nod to college ball this week. Brady Ware of the D2 University of Illinois Greyhounds hit for the cycle. Impressive. And he threw a no-hitter. Also amazing. He did them both in the same game. Watch out, Otani. On Friday. Right. So that's like this kid is coming up. I mean, where is he going to go? It was the second game of a well, double-handed. It was D2. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Okay, I'm kidding. So this we, is it, huge. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, it, just keep keep that name on your Rolodex. Talk about dating myself. What? <laughs> what? I don't know why. What? <laughs> that came out of my – that's what happened. That came out I of drink, your Bartles and James. <laughs> that's what, what happens when I drink too much peach margarita. Oh, no. All right. 
So that was, if you don't know what a Rolodex was, folks, just just look it up. Google it. I'm sure it's on the Google. Oh, my God. So it was a double header. So this is a seven-inning game. So, so keep that in mind against Drury University. So he started off with the home run and a three-run triple in the second inning. So we got those out of the way, right? So get out the homer, get the triple out of the way. He went four for four with five RBI. And he's also like pitching. So he's pitching the innings where he's not swinging the bat really hard. No hits, 11 strikeouts in seven innings. So the seven inning thing, I don't know. It makes the 11 strikeouts more impressive. It makes the cycle more impressive. The no hitter, I know it takes like a little bit of a hit there, so to speak. But it's pretty impressive. So this kid is actually, it's his first year with University of Illinois. He's listed as a grad student. He's played for three years with St. Catherine in the, something that I had not heard of, NAIA, the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics, and then moved up to D2 and NCAA. Um, After three games this year, he has seen a huge drop in his ERA, despite being in a more competitive league. So over his three years when he was in the NAIA, he had a 6.62 ERA. Now he's at 276 so far. Damn. His batting average was crazy, like crazy, crazy when it was in the the other league. An average of 405 over three years. But if you look at the year-by-year breakdown, it's kind of nuts. And right now it's still like keeping pretty decent pace, 329 so far. So we'll see where he goes from his his D2. But I think we haven't seen uh, the end of Brady Ware so far. So yeah, mark that Rolodex. Another (laughs) important uh, college game this week, which is near and dear to Mr. Potty Mouth's heart. Little shout out here to Mr. Potty Mouth. Emory University played against Brandeis University. And Brandeis is important for two major reasons right now in, in NCIB podcast lore. One is that it is in Waltham. Who's from Waltham? Kyle Schwaba. Sort of, right? So yeah. we like to say that Kyle Schwab is from Waltham. Patty got me the t-shirt. It must be true. But also in Waltham, Brandeis University is where Mr. Pottymouth went to school. Brandeis is not so known for the athletics. They've got some stuff going for them, but, you know, they do have a baseball team. And uh, there was a record set against them where Emory University beat them twice. This is a doubleheader. 31 runs. So Emory scored 31 to 4 in the first of the doubleheader and 31 to 7 in the second of the doubleheader. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. They had 31 scored in each, in each of two games, of not two games. the total, right, right. which would be impressive on its own. Right. But they scored 31 runs in each, each. game right. of the doubleheader. Which means they set the record and then they tied it. <laughs> In the same day, because the previous record of runs scored, which was actually made by Emory last year against NYU, was 24 runs in a game. And so within the the University Athletic Association, which is the conference of the the D3, the the, the part of the D3 conference, I don't know how these things work. It's, it's sort of like, you know, the AL East as part of MLB, right? Mm-hmm. So it's their conference of, of D3. That's where there was this record. But for all of D3... This is the 10th and the 11th time that 30 or more runs have been scored. Uh, There is one name that we should probably keep an eye on. And again, this is D3, but still, you never know. Jake Halloran, he went 9 for 10 in his appearances across this doubleheader. 
with four home runs and 15 RBI. They're playing again today as we record, so I'm not sure. Maybe Brandeis had a big comeback, but um, that's Mr. Potty Mouse alma mater. He is not a baseball player. He's a lawyer, so we can um, we can credit them for doing some things well and maybe struggling in others. I want to know, do they play ice hockey at Brandeis? Mm, I do not think so. Okay. I know they have a kick-ass fencing team. Possibly a chess team. Yeah, <laughs> I think they probably I'm have that. I'm damning with faint praise yeah. here. And the Celtics have their practice facility there too. So they have a nice basketball court. I don't know if they have actual basketball players <laughs> to go on that court. All right. Uh, while we're on the college theme, I just want to give a shout out and a big thanks to our friend Brian, who just sent us a whole sports page featuring LSU and Dylan Cruz, who I'm sure is a future baseball boyfriend of ours because he's kicking ass at LSU and we get to read all about it thanks to Brian plus we got some swanky stickers from his rock band we we do enjoy the swag we Mm -hmm. do enjoy the swag we can't do much to uh fix your fantasy ranking although you're doing just fine on your own so you don't even need us for that how about that we talked last week about the minor league players having their CBA the the players Mm -hmm. themselves voted more than 99% in favor of the CBA. And we said, hey, awesome. the, the owners are going to vote. The owners approved the CBA unanimously this past wow. Monday. So clearly, it's pretty good for everybody. You know, the it, Hallelujah. P- people got what they wanted for the next five years. It's pretty nice. Um, there's a, a, a Jeff Passon story on ESPN that I'm going to link to because it kind of tells the story about how – the union came to be and how the negotiations went, which wow. if you are not a student of uh, labor, uh, la- labor movement, you might want to see this to kind of see how things happen. It's not all at one time, here's the agreement, we're going to agree to it all or nothing. Mm-hmm. It shows the development step by step of what they agreed to. The article talks about the importance of sharing personal stories to advancing the need for a union and also the specifics that the players won Mm -hmm. in the CBA. You're all aware of the stories that got shared on social media. Social media was a huge tool in players being able to speak for themselves and show pictures of their living arrangements and show pictures of the meals they were being provided and and tell their stories directly to the general public to, to help win public opinion in their favor. The union also invited players, more than 100 players, to come to Phoenix to talk together and share their stories in person. And that's how they helped develop Here Are Our Priorities. Stories were also told during negotiations so the league could hear directly from players. They had players who came here as teenagers from Latin American countries. They had had players at different levels of the minor leagues all saying specifically, this is what my life is like. This is how I'm being treated and making the people on the other side having to look them in the eye, yeah, which I think is is super important. One of the the players that was cited in this article is a player named um, Kumar Nambiar, who's with the Oakland A's. I think he's at high A right now, but he was talking about during the lockout, he was at one of the the practice facilities. And Max Scherzer was coming in during because he was one of the lead, one of the negotiators, right? He's on the executive committee, so he was one of the negotiators mm-hmm. of the major league contract. And he would come to update the players who were there working out on what's happening. And Kumar introduced himself to Max and thanked him for what he was doing. And Max kind of took him under his wing a little bit and wow. walked him through. This is what 
the negotiation process is like. Right, because he's a, a, a players association negotiator, right? Because right, he's yeah, he, done that. Yeah. He was on the executive committee. So, yeah. he was, so he was like reporting back from negotiations. So he, he talked to Kumar more than once about here's how that works, mm-hmm. which got him excited about That's it. So he so was actually cool. a key player on the minor league player side of things. So major league players were mentoring minor league players, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. So agreements, as I said, happened step by step. So first, there was a tentative agreement about salary increases, and they would be salaries, and they would be year-round and not just a couple of bucks here in the summer. They talked about meals. They're, they're now guaranteed two high-quality, nutritious meals every day during the season, a pregame and a postgame meal. And there's going to be people watching to yeah. say, yeah, this is for real. This isn't like a cheese sandwich, and you're done. This is a, wow. a actual meal that's provided by the league. Um, the, after that tentative agreement, they talked about housing, which we talked about last week. Their health care, I'm surprised they didn't have this before, but now they have free medical, dental, and vision by free, wow. you know, paid for by the league. And yeah. they also have the right to a second opinion, which apparently so they didn't necessarily have before. We mentioned 401ks last week. There's an annual distribution now of $2.5 million by the league to be divided up into 401ks for minor league players every year. Wow. So that's a little bit of building towards the future, whether you make it or not, in the major leagues. So um, Kumar said later, once the this past week, once the, uh, the CBA was approved by both sides of the negotiating table, it's life-changing for a lot of people now and for generations going forward. Right. This is a big freaking deal, my friends. It's amazing. It's a, and, and when you hear shit like that, it, it, it's staggering that it didn't exist before. Like the concept of two healthy meals, really? Like that's controversial? Why Why didn't that always happen? Yep. Yep. And I think just talking to people and seeing their faces at the table is what allows it to like, oh my God, that, that shock value yep. to come through. Yeah, we better agree to that. Holy cow. All right, so... Yay for the minor leagues. So many yays for the minor leagues. As I'm getting toward the end of my second uh, cocktail here, I want to say get ready for the fun cup. That's margarita friendly. It is so, so margarita friendly. You're so right. Copa de Diversión is what it's known as is getting bigger and better. It's been just an overall success. And we've been talking about it pretty much since the inception. And this is the sort of alter ego that many minor league teams take to celebrate um, the the Latino presence in their area, in their club, or just in general. And uh, this year, a total of 90 minor league teams, plus five teams who are in MLB partner leagues, which I'm guessing are sort of like those teams that were cut loose and then ended up being in the independent leagues. Yeah, there are some development leagues and independent uh, baseball leagues that are sort of associated with Major League Baseball, but not under the umbrella of Major League Baseball. But I guess they get to be in the, in the happy umbrella of the Fun Cup. But so not the important umbrella of the, 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 of the CBA. Ew, that's, that's a rough one. <laughs> but they get the, the fun t-shirts. All right. So we, we get the fun. Uh, so there are eight brand new clubs included here. Four of them are returning with a new identity. So they've done a little bit of rebranding. Like the the Durham Bulls used to be the cervezas, the beers, which I actually really appreciated. Mm -hmm. And now they're going to be like the Torres Locos or something like that. Something actual bull-like. 
one of the, the teams decided, you know, I'm having so much fun. We're going to have two Fun Cup identities, and that's the Lehigh Iron Pigs, who we get to go see. And I'm, and totally randomly, we ended up getting tickets to one of the games where they're going to be the Coquise, which I, are... I just uh, want to point out the we is not... Oh, sorry. Patty the Potty Mouth. <laughs> right. it's, it's Potty Mouth and Mr. Potty Mouth. Yeah. I'm not feeling ignored or left I'm out so at sorry. all. I'm fine. I'm well, fine. I'll, I'll, I'm fine. I'll send you I'm a fine. picture of a drink. No. <laughs> that's just terrible. Oh my wow. god! I know you I, are so I think, mean. I think what I need to do is I need to buy you some Koki merch to get Possibly. to dig myself out of this huge Possibly. fucking hole. Yeah. So the Koki is a frog Fine. from Puerto Rico that says that its its call is like Koki Koki. It sounds like a bird, really. But that wasn't enough for them. So the Koki is like a, an amazing symbol for people of of Puerto Rican descent. But also they're going to be the Mama Juanas, which Mr. Potty Mouth pointed out like that's do they really know what they're talking because mama juana is one letter away from marijuana which would be marijuana right but it's mama juana which apparently is an alcohol from the dominican republic so it's a spirit it's a local spirit the uh the little what do you call that the little logo logo is is adorable it's a little guy i think it's the bottle with like sunglasses and a cool hat having a good time because of we course we love anthropomorphizing <laughs> i can't even say alcohol, alcohol. yes right, thank you right right so we're not going on a mama juana night so i'm not going to be drinking the mama juana we're just going on a frog night we're going to see the coquis on april 23rd you will hear all about it so of the other teams that are doing this again there are some teams that just you got your team you're going to translate it directly so the cedar rapper cedar rapids kernels are going to the granos de cedar rapids it's Colonel Grano. Some teens... Wait, and, colonels like popcorn or colonels like a rank in the military? Uh, colonels like popcorn. Colonel with a K. Wow. Colonel with okay. K. Uh, some of them are going with a, a team identity connection. And actually, this is one that I think we have to check out because the Fredericksburg Nationals are going to be the fundadores, which is like the founders, like the, because it oh. is, you know, the, they've got the, sure. the George Washington and stuff like that. But they capitalize the fun, the fun. They so put it's the like, fun in fundadores. They, right, exactly. Exactly. Nice. They put the fun in fundadores. And um, I think the nice touch they have with their logo is they have a dollar bill, George Washington, but it's a it's a calavera, which is the um, the skull, the Mexican sugar skull. Uh, George nice. Washington. Oh, that version. sounds like fun. Yeah. One that I was super impressed by, and I, I highly suggest that you go to their their webpage and check out the video for the Pensacola Poktapok, which are the Pensacola Blue Blue Wahoos. And it's in quotes, uh, they, they say that they're honoring the first ball game of the Americas, and it's a Mayan ball game called the Poktapok. And they show people sort of like, you know, re, re, what do you call that? Like doing it for video. Reenacting, reenacting, reenacting what it would have looked like and some interviews with people with of mind descent about how important this is and how cool to be honoring what we know, at least in history, is the first ball game of the Americas by having this alternate identity. Okay, please calm me down because as a Cleveland girl, I have a knee-jerk reaction mm. to Wahoo and you said Wahoos. Oh, not that kind of Wahoo. Well, okay. I don't know. You know, I don't know. The Pensacola Blue I Wahoos. I want that to be I like a bird or something. Yeah, well, I think we need to to enjoy them as the Pensacola Poktapok and I don't know what the Pensacola Blue Hot Wahoos are. We, okay. I got to look into that. Okay. Yeah. So what I didn't realize, though, is that there's a prize at the end of this thing. So this has been going on for years. And I haven't mentioned that at the end of the season, one team actually wins. So there's a panel of industry experts, civic leaders, 
And they have several categories. So you don't have to win the whole thing. You could win in, say, ballpark experience or community engagement or philanthropic. Uh, did I say that right? Philanthropic you did. impact. Even, nice work. Even though I'm lifting today. All right. But then there's one team that does well in all of those things, and they become the Copa de Diversión champion. And national nationwide insurance gives them. $5,000, at least that's what they did last year. So the teams that have won this, it started actually way back. The first Copa de Diversión was in 2017, and there were only four teams that participated. 2017, that's not that long ago, and now we're up to 95. 2018 and 2019, the Mariachis de Nuevo Mexico won. That's the Isotopes, which are the AAA Rockies. In 2021, drum roll please, much excitement, woo, WEPA, WEPAs de Worcester. That would be, you know, the Woo Sox, the AAA Red Sox. Um, and in 2022, last year, were the Soñadores de Hillsboro. That would be the Hillsboro Hops. Soñadores means dreamers. So that's another one that I'm not quite sure how they got their name. They're the, the, the high of the D-backs. And this is where Ronnie Gajalwick, yep. did I say her name Yep, right? I was just going to ask if that yeah. was the case. Because I, I remember the, the Hillsborough Hops. Yeah, and the cool thing about this, though, is they're taking, a, taking it and running. So, like, they won it all last year, and they want to reinvest and do better this year. So last year they won because on their Soñadores nights, so this is the nights where they were playing as their alter ego, they had 27. 20.7% more attendance than non-Sanyores Knights. They also collaborated with a whole bunch of local businesses, with the, the local Latino Business Advisory Council. They hosted a Latino cultural festival that had a bunch of local Latino businesses, artists, fashion show, 9,000 people showed up. But that was not enough. They had yet another gathering, a mariachi festival with 3,000 people. They gave out $14,300 in college scholarships for first-generation wow. Latino students. That is where, that, that's where you get the points. That's where you see this all really coming together and being, you know, commute. It's, it's everybody wins, right? The yeah. team wins because more people come, more people enjoy. It's fun. And then they give back to the community. Plus, lots of uh, other partnerships with Latino community organizations and businesses. So, the celebration. So, if you like look up your local team and you see the Fun Cup night and you go and you're all excited, the experience varies greatly. So, there's the Senadores <laughs> experience, and then there's us going to the Bowie Boo Sox last year. Bay Sox, Bowie, Bowie, Bay Sox. Oh my God, I'm, at, I'm really ending this margarita. No, I'm not. I've you are not. You've had one and a half. Wow. Wow, mm. I'm ahead of you on margarita consumption. All right. I'm, and I can still I'm, say Bowie Bay I'm wetting my whistle. And I'm, I've got, I'm, so folks, if you've noticed me speaking a little bit differently today, I've got Invisaligns. This is old lady braces, and it's what happens to your teeth later in life. And it, I think it's kind of affecting my drunken pronunciation at this Let's point. Let's go with Let's that. Let's go with that. Sure. So uh, when we went to the Bowie, Bowie Bay Sox last year, having high hopes for Fun Cup, there was cool merch. And a great name. Yeah, yeah, the Cangrejos Fantasmas, the Ghost Crabs, which is a very cool thing. I got a t-shirt, but they had flags. They had a little bit of music, I think, that was not well picked. And I remember thinking, like, somebody tell me, like, let me DJ this thing. I could do a lot better. And they had bad translations. Yeah, and they had little games on the field. And one of it was the, what they, the dizzy bat thing, when you go around the bat, but they, 
translated it wrong to the bats like murcielago is a bat like the batman bat like the, the, that the, kind of bat. the rodent the rodent with yeah. wings yeah right and that's not what it was so no. so they could do better i did write a little bit of the the comment the feedback so maybe they took took it to heart and we'll see we'll see what happens so there are over 400 games out there being played under copa identities which is up from 387 last year and clubs have like basically free reign they can do it whenever they want however much they want most do like three to five games but i would say try to find a copa near you at least get the merch because the merch is super super cool i'm hoping we can knock off a couple of those actually together again yeah. I, I don't feel bad at all about being ditched it's, right. fine. <laughs> it's fine next it's time fine. Well, it's a long season we just started hey our intern came through again with always, a, hey, always. have you guys seen this Dartmouth study about climate change affecting home runs? So that's where we, we benefit from having a, an intern in grad school because he does stuff like look at studies and understand research. And, and we appreciate you for that and so much more. And, and so many more things for sure. So this Dartmouth study, we thought that it was going to be um, sort of running up against Meredith Will's studies about the right. baseball. But the timing, the study covers 2010 through 2019. So I think it doesn't oh. necessarily cover the same years where um, Dr. Wills took apart the baseballs and weighed things, but we're going to talk to her and find out more about that. But, but here, the this Dartmouth study brings climate change into the world of baseball because climate change does, in fact, affect mm -hmm. everything. What the researchers determined was that higher game day temperatures resulted in 58 more home runs per season each year between 2010 and 2019. Each year. Each year. So they have determined that each additional degree Celsius in game time temperature mm. results in a two in two percent more home runs per game. That's not nothing. Higher temperatures basically create less air resistance. With less resistance, the baseballs are going to fly farther and they're going right. to move faster. If they extrapolate with the same rate of increase in temperature, the same researchers say by 2050, there'll be an additional 192 more Interesting. home runs per season. So lots of things to say about that, including what does putting a roof on do? Right. Well, and I am questioning now that I've heard you talk about it because I saw the headlines but didn't actually read because I knew you would explain it to me. I'm here for you. So in this, this first week of baseball, there have been a shit so many home runs. ton of home runs, but a lot of them happened at Fenway Park where it was fucking freezing. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that they're putting this out there now. I don't know if it's coordinated. I don't know if it's coordinated or not, but to say I like, I don't know. I think that this, the home runs this past week might not be climate change. I think they might be Meredith. I, well, the balls, or, yeah, the, the baseballs, the, yeah, right. And everybody's been saying, I don't know. It depends on which which um, feed you've been watching, but I have not heard a lot of talk about the balls, despite the fact that they're See, flying. I, so, um, Jim Palmer, uh, Hall of Fame pitcher for the Orioles, is a really good broadcaster, and he yeah. frequently mentions it. When That's he, so good when he sees home runs that he's suspicious mm -hmm. about. He says, mm, "Depends what balls they're using." He is not afraid to. That's amazing. Throw that out there, and I know there's other people out there doing the same thing. But like I said, this study only went through 2019. I do believe the release of the study is because it's the beginning of the baseball season. Okay. 
so I think that timing right. is is about that. Is people are going to pay more attention because it's the beginning of the baseball right. season than overriding anything that has been researched since then. Right. But this past week, man, there have been Things are so flying. many home runs. And, it's fun to watch. But... And some of them are from people that you don't expect to see the home runs right. from. So that's when you really scratch your head and say, huh, something's mm-hmm. different about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a fantasy league. <laughs> We love you guys. I just want to get, and now that I'm like almost done with my second margarita and I'm feeling all mushy, you guys are so much fun. Thank you to everybody who's participating. I love everybody's spirit. Everybody's got their own little take. I love getting your messages. So you just, just you guys rock. It's absolutely true. And it's not because Potty Mouth is not in the basement right. that she's saying those things. She really does believe in the fun, and so do I. And you guys follow the stupid, stupid rules. Yes. And I appreciate that for you. So this week, this week, Bono's boyfriend is number one with 200 points. And it was touch and go. Things were swapping around a lot this past week. And then all of a sudden, it's a big right. lead over the A's suck badly at 183 which is also a pretty big lead over two Pauls, two Bryce's, and a bow at 162. Not and the same bow. Not the same bow. And then there's a bunch that are pretty close together. Then there's me. Wait, you missed where? No, no, there's a bunch together. I mean, okay. I, I can list, list them oh, all, okay. but I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, four mm-hmm. through eight are not all that far apart. And then, or four through nine. And then there's me at 100 and. Three, so well, I'm, I think we just missed the the small important detail of me being ahead of Mr. Potty Mouth and me. Yeah, and you. Yeah, right. in order, eight is Potty Mouth, nine is Mr. Potty Mouth, and ten is me. And the only people that I am in front of are the two latecomers to the league who have at least one game fewer than right. me. And but I really I'm hope fine. that they can they can catch up because I really appreciate them playing despite jumping in late. And and I do too. They're good sports. They're good sports, mm-hmm. and I. Again, thank you, Miles Straw, for helping me be number one. And in one category, it's only <laughs> stolen bases, but defense is sexy. Is that defense? That's offense. Yeah. I offense did. is sexy. I don't know. And, and, I, and I have to do another, like, all right, all right, I was wrong on this. Late, but late for supper, drafted Adam Duvall, who is really good at baseball, it turns out. He's currently leading Sox. most of the batting categories yeah. in the entire league and also, I think, was player of the week right, right. last week. So um, I'm never going to yeah. question again. Well, you are, but we're going to call you on it because <laughs> right. we have proof now. Right. So congratulations to late for supper Hey, speaking of supper what are we doing tonight? We are... Eating nachos, because that's kosher for Passover these days, and not when I was growing up, but it is now. And we are watching the Bruins. I'm really, really hoping. We're cross-training. We are cross-training. I'm hoping that we're watching history tonight, because right now the Bruins are tied for the most uh, games won in a a season. It's a three-way tie, I believe, or four-way. I forget that. I don't have to remember that once they break the tie by winning tonight. Wow. I really, really hope that they win tonight. So that'll be exciting. We will celebrate. We might have some other beverage because we, might we don't do, have we, any more of these we, we, we have finished the, uh, the Rancho La Gloria mm-hmm. peach margaritas. And we have put them point. out of their misery. We have. And I just want to say that the Bruins are playing the Flyers tonight. Oh. And as much as I love the potty mounts and I appreciate them taking care of me, the Flyers have the better mascot. Gritty is so awful that I love him. I understand that. 
I understand. And I hope that he has a lot of fun making making faces at the Bruins while as, they, as the, the while Bruins they, break a record. As they break a record. I, and how I can love you not hockey. love like Pasternak? And it's just it's a fun team. You can't not. You can't not. Yeah, we watched the the very late win that they had over Toronto. Was it last night or the night before? Something like that. But they were behind. They tied it up. They went into overnight time. It was very exciting. So can, now can I, I'm loving hockey. Can I cross, cross train with the Capitals very briefly? Oh, yeah. Um, they're, they're also going to be playing the Bruins very they, soon. Very soon. Tuesday, in fact. Um, a, the Florida Panthers were one of the teams who had a, couple, a little bit of a fail during a hockey, an NHL pride night where a couple oh, of right. players, chose, brothers, in fact, the Stahl brothers, chose not to wear the pride jerseys so a couple of caps fans trolled them when the panthers were in town ah. by holding up posters showing just how bad the stall brothers were at, at hockey oh they basically had diagrams and and graphs about their terrible terrible that. play it's like yeah okay here you go dude right so i get them where it hurts thank you caps fans who know how to make a graph yes yeah, so we're watching hockey. I'm. I, who knows? I may try to go to Camden Yards on Tuesday after work, but the start times are now six thirty, which makes it hard to get out of work and get up there in time. We may, we may be going to see the Guardians play oh, right. the Nationals on, be on Saturday. Saturday. Weather willing, it seems a little dicey right now, but who knows? Who, who knows? knows? So that's going to be a game time decision mm-hmm. if we can get if we can get tickets. But it's a uh, uh, Josiah Gray bobblehead giveaway, so they might be a little tough to get tickets. But it's the Guardians, and we'd like to see them and yeah. check in on our Nats, see how they're doing. Yeah, and the, and Nats tickets have not been hard to come by recently. They had that like record low against the Marlins. Yeah, but we do like a giveaway. Yeah. So oh, absolutely. we like the free stuff. We like the free stuff. So if you like the free stuff, like listening to No Crying in Baseball, Woo-hoo! and you think you have friends or family who might want to hear us talk about baseball, please let them know about us. And you should try to find us on social media. So absolutely for free, you can chat with us on Twitter at NCB, NCIB Woo! Podcast. Facebook and Instagram is no crying and b-ball, but if you want to go the not-so-free route, you can actually hit us up on Patreon, and shout-out to our friend Ever who joined us on Patreon this week. Thank you so much, because we are so close to breaking even, and that is not including our alcohol expense, so that would be p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash no crying and b-ball we've got a deal for like a buck a month and you get a little bit of fun stuff including i just put on patreon our excerpts from our interview with brian ruby which if you haven't heard please go back and listen to that because we adore brian ruby so many cool things that we talked about but we also talked about cool things before we actually press the formal record button which you can get on our patreon account that's right and if you subscribe to our podcast you will be sure to get special episodes like the interviews that we release in between regular episodes so please go ahead and do that in the meantime make sure you are boosted because you're going to baseball games you don't want to be a public health hazard you want to fight the man it's the right thing to do you want to send your game balls to meredith and until next week say good night potty mouth good night potty mouth Now I, I'm theoretically all ready. Well, I guess this is how we're going to find out. <laughs> I'm not going to try to stump you because it's in my best interest that you're ready. <laughs>